Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Man, you look nice this morning. Tell your neighbor, man, you look really nice today. Just let them know. Encourage them for real quick. You look nice today. Thank you so much. I receive that. I appreciate those kind words, man. It's good to have you. And if this is your first time, it may be first time in-house. It may be first time at home, wherever you may be tuned in at today. We just want to let you know we're glad you're here. We believe God sent you here, and we're excited today. He brought you into this house. And as a family, we just want to greet you. So faith family, let all of our first-time family know you love them. Come on, let them know it. Amen. Amen. And you at home, man, uh, you guys are valuable to us. We're just uh, thankful. It's one of the things that we're just seeing as a, as a, you know, just as a, as a, I guess a team, uh, we're realizing again that God has given us an opportunity to reach many outside this building. And so we're continuing to see our online family grow. And so uh, we'll be talking more about ways that you can help us there. But just I'm excited about God being able to share, you know, again, uh, his love to you through this avenue, again, through social media and through media itself. And so again, we don't take it lightly that you're tuned in and we're glad you're here. Do let us know where you tuned in at from today. So comment below or hit the next new here link if you're new, but just let us know. We just love celebrating what God's doing in you and all those good things. But um, if you're in house, at home, hotel room, car, do this if you would today. Grab your Bible, not if you're driving, not if you're driving, but uh, grab your Bible and go with me to Acts chapter 2. Come on. Amen. Anybody believe the word is good? Come on. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2. And also, if you use the YouVersion uh, Bible app, uh, you can see there we use the YouVersion Bible app around here. If you're a digital format Bible reader, click on more and then events, and you'll see right there a live event taking place. And um, you can save it, share it, and all those good things. But um, as we read, I just want to just say again, man, I'm just thankful for the faithfulness of God. They were singing about that, and he is so faithful, is he not, Mike? He's just so so faithful, and uh, it's just been a word on my heart. I was having a conversation with someone this morning about the faithfulness of God, and then didn't even realize they were going to be singing that. So just he's just so faithful, so praise God for his faithfulness. Well, let's do this. I'm going to read 40 through 47, and please follow along. It says this, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. All right. So remember, this was the Holy Spirit has come on the scene, which we've seen him do here. He comes onto the scene. Spirit of God works and moves, draws hearts. A word goes forth. Peter's challenging and speaking the message today of what we're to do with this. And it says, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And we did that last week. Amen. And what was cool is the church was it wasn't even over. We had, I think, two more come up and said, I need to get baptized. When are we going to do it again? And so uh, I just love that. So again, it's, it's, it's incredible. And that, and that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. We're not there yet. But I'm still looking for that day. Amen. I just did. I mean, like, I'm believing. Some of you are like, then we're too big. Can we reach too many people? I just want to know that. Come on. What if it's your, what if it's your family member? It's one of the 3,000. Amen. I mean, I've heard people say, I don't want to get too big. I'm like, I want to get too big. All right. So, because we've reached too many. Now, and we're going to see today how we can grow and do it the right way and never change what God's doing here. 
You're going to hear that today. So, so be open today to what God wants to do. But they were able to, like, grow. All right, and that's what I want to do, reach people who need Jesus. There was 3,000 needed it that day. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. They were like, whoa, that was awesome. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continually, daily, with one accord, in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So not just Sunday. Come on, man. That's the, you know you the church when they ain't just getting saved on Sunday. Amen? But you see them getting saved all the other, and daily they were being saved. Let's pray. Let's just pray, man. God, you're so good. You're just so faithful to us, Lord. And we're just today, just pray your blessings today over this message, over this house, over what all that you're doing here, God. Continue to strengthen, continue to heal, and we give you thanks for it all, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor to say, we're in a series called Why. All right? Would you tell them, man? T- tell the person on the other side, we're, we're in a series called Why. All right? Tell them, man. Amen. We're in a series called Why. And, uh, and, and why are we in this series? Because the why is so important. Amen. The why is so important. And, and one of the things that we're doing is why do we do what we do as a church? Why do we look like we look, have what we have, do what we're doing, all those things? I can summarize it kind of like because like the Bible said so, and we want to do all the things Scripture is saying. That's a continual focal point around here. But I, I want to dive deeper. Like why do we do the things we do? Uh, so last week we talked about why pray. And we've been doing this for a while now, going through and looking at why we look like we look as a church. And so one of those is that we pray. We're a praying church. Amen. And again, I believe we need to pray more. Amen. I do. I know y'all holy, but I need, I need it. Come on, amen. I need to pray more, amen. But, but and I gave you a few things. I just want to just go back over those because this is kind of foundational for all this happening. And we prayed this because prayer is our connection to God. I love it, man. It was, it's just prayer is our connection to God. This week we had a couple of our young people and, and, and Pastor Bill had come by and they was walking by my office like Monday maybe or Tuesday to pray. One of these days during the week. And uh, they were walking by. I was like, man, what are y'all doing? They said, man, we're getting ready to pray. I was like, hold on, it ain't Sunday. Y'all, y'all can't pray on, y'all can't pray. Yeah, this ain't Wednesday, bro. We could, they were praying at other times. I was like, man, that's so good. And I was like, I'm going to quiz them. I was like, why are you praying? Because I just preached it on Sunday. Why pray? And one of them, one of the guys was like, because that's our connection to God, Pastor. I was like, you better come on. You are listening in church. Amen. And they're listening. I love it. So it is our connection to God. Prayer also does this. Prayer changes us. It changes us. It helps us. If prayer does this, prayer works. And so I want to pray because it works. And so today we're going to look at the next why God's put on my heart for us to look at today. And it's why faith groups. 
Why, why do we have faith groups? Why do we do that? And so I, I, I love it. it. That whole prayer, the whole pouring out of prayer and what God's doing is amazing. Last week at 9 a.m., we taught on prayer. We actually prayed in the service. And what we prayed at 9 a.m. actually unfolded at 11 a.m. It was wild. I mean, so, and, and so some of you, you might have been here at 9 and don't know. I didn't even get to preach last Sunday the word, which is rare because I'm like, I want to get the word in there. I just do. I want to solidify everything in the word. But it was just incredible. So I was like challenging everybody. You got to go back and listen to the 9 a.m. message. I, I got texts. Most people are doing that. But prayer works. And prayer is something that we're going to see in different elements in this church. And one of those places you'll see that happening is in faith groups. Because faith groups are so important. We, we're, if you don't know, we're launching the new semester of faith groups today. Come on, today. And so I want to first of all thank every faith group leader. Thank you so much. Yeah, come on, let our faith group leaders know how much you appreciate them. I'm serious, man. Thank you so much. I mean, faith groups cannot exist without you. And so again, thank you so much. If you're interested in being a faith group leader, man, we would love for you to do so. We, it, we, did, we need you. We'll help you. We'll teach you. We'll show you what that looks like. You don't have to be like, I can't do it. No, we'll help you. So again, but thank you to all of our faith group leaders. And faith groups is simply this. Faith groups is our version of small groups. All right, that's what we label them. That's what we call them. And it's designed simply with one vision to us for us to do life together. All right. So again, just outside the Sunday Wednesday flow of this church. Again, uh, to, again to just come together. So we're doing this. We have faith groups because we want to build relationships. They're so important. They're so valuable. And having those proper relationships in your life is so critical. Man, it is so critical. God never intended you for you to walk through this life by yourself. He, he, he put people in your path, and he wants to do this, and, and we want to do this as a church. Bring and strengthen the relationships in your life. It's one of our core values, if you don't know. So we're going to be speaking today from even one of our core values, which is relationships. And so today, I want to give you, I try to keep it in threes because I could do a whole lot more, but just to help us all process and help me in the process and process, I want to give you three. There's so many things and so many things that can come out of leading a faith group being a part of a faith group, but I just want to give you three. These are, these are valuable. So today we're just going to look at three things today that it can come out of you leading or being a part of a faith group. But number one is simply this, it's community. Hello. Come on, tell, tell your neighbors, I need you. Come on, somebody was singing it. Come on, I heard somebody singing. Sing it to your neighbor if you can sing. If you can't sing, just say it to them, all right? Don't, don't sing it to them, just say it to them. But, but we need community, and we want you to do this. We want you to find community in a faith group. We do. That, we believe that's where it will happen. And so uh, we know, man, we love this about Sundays and Wednesdays, man. They're awesome. I mean, they just are, man, because, man, we're so blessed around here. Great worship. Word is incredible. Delivery is not always the best. But, hey, the, the word is amazing, all right? And so, but, but we're blessed around here. And so I, 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 saw, I see God, and it was amazing. Yesterday, I, I, did a, I did a wedding, beautiful young couple, part of our church family here. And, and I did a, their wedding. And in the opening words of the ceremony of their service, it was wild. It was just like, man, a highlight went off of why what I said there is so important, and it's even so important today. And this is what I said to them. I looked at them, and I said, early in creation, 
God looked at Adam alone in the garden. This was the words I spoke over them. And he said that it's not good that man should be alone. Oh, man. And so he created woman to be his companion. And the first marriage relationship was established. Now, I want you to see that there is a truth that's being set in place there for marriage. Again, it's a husband and a wife, and it is beautiful, and I love that. But I believe that truth transcends even, that, even above just a marriage relationship, that God looked at our life. He looked at, at Adam in the garden, and he saw a perfect creation that he had made, and he looked at him, and he said, man, it's not good for that guy to be alone. And this is what's so good. You know, and he looks at your life today, and this is, again, bigger than just marriage. God doesn't want you to be alone. He does it. The enemy works in, in solitude. The enemy works when he can pull you out of family and he can pull you in, out of community, put you in isolation. The enemy can work in those moments. And so community is so valuable. And so we want to do this and through faith groups. We want to build fellowship. And fellowship is the word koinonia in the Greek. And it actually means this, that there is an exchange that happens. So faith groups is not going to be just you coming in, sitting there, and somebody just giving something to you. I mean, it's going to be you coming in, sitting down, and giving back, and there being an exchange happen. And it is so good. And some of us in this room, you're like, man, I don't have anything to give. I don't have anything to offer. Please, let me, let me speak life into you right now. That is a lie from the enemy. You have so much in you. You have so much purpose and value in you that you need to bring to the table in exchange with someone else. And this is what we build there. We build community, and it's beautiful. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you realize this, man, but we desperately need each other. The enemy is, I'm telling you, I, he is working so hard to try to bring separation. And, I, and I, I, again, there's a lot happening. And, man, there are things, pandemics, and there are things going on. And there's uprisings and outpourings and all, all kind of stuff is happening. But you know what the ultimate thing that the enemy is trying to do through those things? Divide and separate. He just is. And uh, I mean, just even terms that come out about, again, social distancing. He, and, and just, again, those types of things are, are things that are being said. And this, I'm not, this is that political stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about just how the enemy wants to distance people. He does. That's his plan. And if you don't recognize that and see that, you know what will happen? You'll find yourself outside of the fold, out there alone somewhere. And the enemy loves it. You, please, he's running around, the Bible says, like a roar lion, seeking the one he can devour. You know who he's not messing with? The group, the pack. He ain't gonna bust up in no pack. I mean, I don't know. I, I grew up, I don't know if y'all ever heard anything called Tanglewood. All right, At Tanglewood was my middle school, son. It was the area I grew up in. And so we had the term Tanglewood, son. I mean, so I grew up Tanglewood, man. And, and what would happen is, man, when I was with my people, you're not gonna mess with the people. It's just not gonna happen. Spiritually, do you realize this? Man, the, the, the word shows us that one chases a thousand, but two puts 10,000 to flight when it comes against the enemy. So there's a multiplication process that happens when we come together. And it happens in community, and it's so important. We need it today. So tell your, tell your neighbor again, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to say it often. I need you. I need you. 
Amen. I need you. We need you. And we saw it in our text. This was the church of Acts. It was the plan from day one, temple worship and then house to house ministry. So we gather, we come together in the house of God, and then we go house to house, and we minister and meet the knees and encourage one another. So that's just so good. And so that's what we're called to do. Again, community is important. Number two, there are many, but just number two, accountability. Come on, don't get, thank you. Thank you for not getting quiet on me right there. I felt like, I felt like I was going to say that. Everybody was going to look at me. I just felt like, that's what I was prepared for. Thank you. I love y'all so much. Amen. This is so needed in the body of Christ. Amen. And a lot of times we will look at, you know, situations of people outside the body of Christ and we're like, man, someone needs to hold them accountable. And they do. But do you know it's needed in the body of Christ? We just do, we, we need that. And, and it just goes in a, inside of us, there's like this little thing. Like, if you ever like been in a group picture, you know, with someone, and then they take the picture, and then you look at the picture, who's the person you look at first? Don't raise your hand, because you ain't got to say that you're, you're that way. But I know it, and we look at it. Sometimes you, you tap on it, zoom in on it. <clears throat> Come on. Come on, somebody. And, and then if it's not good, what do you do? Oh, you got to hand them the phone, but you got to take another one. Dog. We ain't posting that one. That one ain't going out there. Come on. We, this is why. This is one of the reasons. But you're going to see it's not just to beat you down. You're going to see that accountability is so important in so many ways. But I love some D.L. Moody, man. D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody. I said, you need to know Dwight Moody. Brought it. This is a quote he said. I love this. He said, I have more trouble with D.L. Moody than with any other man I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, D. All right, D.L. I mean, I have more trouble with D.L. Moody. I have more trouble with Terry Rogers than any other man I have ever met. So you know what DM needs and what I need? I need accountability. We need people to come around us. We need people to encourage us. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to seek it out. I want you to look for this. I want you to expect this. I want you to look for this. In the body of Christ, we shouldn't get offended when someone talks to us about things going on in our life. And, and, and we should be open to those things. All of those should be done with love and care. But we should be open to having people come around us. And one of the things that we want to do in faith groups is have accountability. So again, but this is not like if I show up, are they going to be blasting me? It's, no, 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 no. You'll see again, accountability is so needed. And, and there are a few ways. I've been teaching this as long as I can remember teaching about relationships. And there are three relationships that we we desperately need in our life. And so I believe some of this will come out of our faith groups. Some of this will just come out of being more intentional and building it through community and other ways. But again, I'm not going to dive deep into all these, but just a few, three relationships I believe you need in your life. Now, again, you may not need a hundred of these, but you need at least one of these happening in your life in every area I'm about to tell you. And number one is this, you need a mentoring relationship in your life. You need, you need a, like a fathering role, a, a, a mothering role. You need to have someone who is speaking into your life. They're doing this. They're pouring into you. 
Now, this doesn't mean, and, and this, is, this, is, this is how the enemy can mess with us sometimes. Like, what does that mean? Like if somebody's pouring on me and I'm like listening to somebody else, that means like they're better than me? Or No, no, we're not talking about like they're better, all right? Maybe they're further along. Maybe they've been in this thing longer than you, maybe. Or, or maybe, again, it's just someone who is stepping into a role who's pouring into your life. But do you know that like, we all desperately need somebody pouring into us? If, if you're sitting right now, you're like, well, I don't need it. I'm good. Dog. You desperately need somebody. Poor, if, it, if it came into your mind a moment, I don't need that, dog. I'm good. No, you desperately need somebody pouring into your life. You know, we all need a Miyagi. Mm. Come on, somebody. I'll declare that over the house right now. We all, if y'all don't know who Miyagi is, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I am. I'm just sorry if you don't know who Mr. Miyagi is, man. But you need somebody, man, who'll put a paintbrush in your hand and who'll put a sanding box in your hand, who will pour into you and 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 just and you'll see it. I'm telling you, if you'll just find a person, find someone to pour into your life and just be open to that. You'll find yourself one day like singing a song, man, like a night and shining armor. Come on. I mean, you'll, you'll find yourself in those moments. But you got to do this. You got to have somebody pouring into you. you. You don't, I can't just stress it enough. It's so important. You need someone pouring into your life. You also need this. The second relationship is you need someone to walk that out with. You need friendship. You need peer relationship. You, you need those who what's being poured into you can walk that out with you. Who's going to be there? That person who pours it into you, they may not be able to walk all the steps with you. They may be busy, may be other things going on in their life, but you need this. You need someone. And like, man, and someone, I don't, I don't have to have that. No, you need the Lone Ranger. Had Tato, all right? I'm t- and if y'all know who Lone Ranger is, again, I'm sorry, all right? I'm, I'm sorry, amen. But we all need someone in our life, and we need friendship. You know, one of the things that we want to build in, in this is friendships. I, I believe that coming out of faith groups, I believe you can build friendships that will last till Jesus comes and gets us. I truly believe that with everything within me. And you'll find out who your friends are. And, and one of the best ways, this is how I've always said, said this, you, you'll find out who your real friends are by, by who's on the other end of the couch when you're moving. <clears throat> Y'all better look out. About to preach. All right. So, again, you, you'll find out that's who it is. And, and, and whoever's there, like, man, would say, man, I want you to walk with me. Do this. It's so important. We need this. And you'll see this. Mark, Jesus did this in Mark 6. We see where he was sending him out like two by twos. He was sending him out because, man, he didn't want them out there alone. So, again, we need this. And then thirdly, this is what you need. Uh, everyone, you need a pupil relationship. When I thought you said I needed somebody pouring into me. You do. And you know what you're called to do? Take that walk that and then pour that out into someone else. I just got baptized last week. Good. Tell somebody about how good Jesus saving you and then him baptizing you has been so far. And so again, just pour out. He's calling us to keep pouring into others what's being poured into us. The dead sees dead because there's no outlet. There's nothing going out of that. And so again, we want to be open to this. This is how Paul did. He was teaching one of his disciples and he said this. He said, you have, uh, you have heard me teaching things that have been been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. This is 2 Timothy 2, 2. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. 
Shoo, that's good. So again, the things that we're learning, you should be passing it on I, and sharing that with other people. And so you want people in your life who will do this, ask you tough questions. It's so important. Well, we, I put this together years and years ago. We, we originally did this for our men's group, and now it's been shared with our women's groups and, and youth groups at different times. And I, I, I'll send it to you. If you're newer here you don't have this, I'll send this to you. I'll post it on our, our media, whatever we need to do. Well, we put together, Iron Sharpens Iron, passage from Proverbs 27, and we put together just some of those tough questions. And we did this years ago because some people are like, I don't really know how to do this. And so we're like, well, just ask each other this. Just simply, just ask each other this. See where it goes. And so I didn't put all of them down. I just pulled a few of these again, um, and you may have some things you want to add to this. But just in regards, sitting down, again, this is not in the faith group with everybody. All right, so some of you are like, I ain't going to no faith group, dog. You free, I'm out, bro. Take me off the list. No, we're not talking about this with everybody in your group, but with somebody, all right, but with someone. So, again, these are some of the things that we sit down and ask. Ask this question in the relationship with God. How's your reading time this week? You been in the Word? Have you been consistent with that? How, how's your prayer time going? How's your church attendance? Just, again, a few. If you're married, if you're a married person, these are a few questions. Are you lovingly communicating with your spouse? Questions. Have you, been, have you been praying together? How's it going? Are you getting enough time together? Are you pursuing your spouse? Man, I save a lot of marriages. If somebody sat down with somebody and said, are you pursuing your spouse as much as you did before you got them? Amen. I'm talking about, are you still pursuing them? Are you chasing after them? That's so, so important. If they have kids, these are just some of the things. Are you having discipleship time with them? Have you disciplined them this week? How's that going? Are you doing it with love? Or are, you, are you making sure emotions don't get in the way? How about your finances? Are you giving your tithes and offerings? Are you, are you spending wisely? How are those things going? In the area of sexual purity, are, are you making a daily covenant to walk in sexual purity? Mm. Are you walking in the covenant that you made with your eyes when it comes to areas like porn, watching movies, reading material? Are you guarding those areas in your life? This is so important. And, and this, is, this is valuable. And again, I, this is, again, I can't stress this enough. The most important question that you should ask them when it's all said and done, have you lied to me <laughs> about any of the previous things that I just asked you? And then even more important than that, you ask them this, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? I did this for, for I don't even know how long this went on. It was, a, it, was a, it was a guy who I was mentoring, and we met together in a restaurant once a week for I don't even know how long this happened. And we sat down, and I went through this list with him because he was in a tough place. And it was, again, it wasn't a legalistic set of laws or rules, man. It was to help encourage him and help him grow and be discipled. And when I sat down, and I'd asked him these questions, and we would talk. And many times the Holy Spirit would just say, bro, he's lying. He lying to you. And, it's, and sometimes I address it. Sometimes I go on. I get back in my car and I'm headed down the road. My phone ring. He said, Pastor, I lied to you. I said, okay. And, and he just said, man, I'm sorry. I said, okay. I said, we'll talk to him. I made that right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. So many people stop. Because some of you, if you answer these questions right now, it wouldn't be a good answer. What do you do with that? You get up. You keep going. You keep moving forward. And again, we're not talking about talking to everyone, but talk to someone. We need these relationships. We need accountability in our life. And thirdly, finally, this morning is this, man. We need encouragement. Oh, man, we need encouragement. Studies show that, that people would say 40% 
of the people today out there would say, man, I'm not close to anyone. That's, it's so sad. It's tragic. The four, it means like four out of ten people. If you're sitting on a row, somebody, four row, that's 11, 12 people, whatever. Listen, right now, four out of those, man, or, or maybe even more today would say that, man, you know, I'm not close to anyone. And if they're not close to anyone, you know what's probably not happening? They're not getting the encouragement they need. And so, again, this is, again, not something we should just wait on. I need you to encourage me, but we should encourage each other. We should do this. We should seek this out, encourage one another. And one of the things that's tragic, and this is one of the things that we've seen out of pandemics and out of, out of things that are going on, we're seeing suicide at an all-time high. It's not less, and the news ain't want to tell us all this that's coming out of these things and, and, and sharing these things. Drug overdose, it is crazy the amount, of, the amount of that's happening in this depression, all-time high, alcohol consumption, all-time high. And you know what can go a long ways? Word of encouragement. Just you taking the time. There's plenty of negative in our world. We don't have to seek it out. There's plenty of discouragement in our world. We don't have to seek it out, but we should be doing this, encouraging one another. One of the things I want to see you do when you get in your faith group this week, because I, I know you're going to do that, amen, because y'all are going to, y'all are just awesome. You're going to do it. You're going to, you're going to get in us prophesying over you right now. When you get in your faith group, do this. Exchange numbers with people. Don't wait on the leader. If they may forget or something may come, let just say, hey, man, if you don't know them, hey, I'm so-and-so, bro. What's your name? How you doing? Talk. Exchange. Get their number. Friend them on Facebook. Connect with people. Do this. Be intentional in this area. And he said to do it this way, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let's think of ways to, how can, we, how can I do that? Um, let me think of ways. I guess text them, maybe. Pick up a phone, call them, uh, stop by. Send, I don't know. Just think of ways. Create faith groups. That's a good way. All right, let's, let's, let's create faith groups so we can do Let's just think of ways that we can do this. And then we do this. We motivate one another to love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I'm seeing this, I mean, it's like, because I believe we are there. We're, I'm seeing more and more, man. God's return is so much closer. Jesus, is getting, he's getting ready to return. And again, we don't know when it is, but I know this for sure. It's closer than it's ever been. And so this is what he's saying. The closer we get to that, the more we should be doing this. And you know what we're seeing happen? The enemy is pulling in and pulling people back in so many ways. And they're like, man, I don't want to get close right now. I don't want to do anything right now. Listen, listen, we should pull into, we should go after, draw one another, draw to and draw near to him. And when you get in these groups this week, be intentional in this. It's amazing. I've been trying to do this more, encourage others. And you know what's incredible, man? I love this. I've been getting encouragement with texts and encouraging emails and different things. Man, it, it goes a long ways. And it's been amazing. I have someone this week just sent something God had dropped in their heart. And I, I, I cannot stress how on time. I cannot stress how on time a text was. Because, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty hardcore if y'all don't know me, bro. I mean, I'm, it takes a lot, dude. It takes a lot. But it was just, you know, kinda, you got to have a lot of stuff sometimes. And it was just like. Text. I read that. I thought, like, thank you. On time. I hope I've done that for others. You know, and what we should do is this not just wait on it. 
Be intentional in sending it. Be intentional in doing this because this is what God wants to do as we grow. Listen, this is bigger than leadership team. This is bigger than pastor. This is bigger than somebody. This is the body. This is how they did it. The temple came together and worshiped. But ministry was happening house to house. And this is how it flows, man. And it is so beautiful. One of the things we did, and it was after the covenant vows were made yesterday in that wedding ceremony, that we did this. We, the first act that that couple wanted to do was to tie the knot of the three cords. And man, just again as a picture, <clears throat> just signifying the covenant that they had made. And so they chose this and they chose to do this. And these were just the words that I spoke over them before they did this. I said, they have chosen to allow God to be the center of their marriage, woven to every aspect of it. And man, I, I want you to see it again. I think it's just bigger than just marriage, but the relationships that we have in our life. This is the most important one. Christ is the center. Some of you have been investing in relationships with your spouse, and you're like, saying, man, it's not going anywhere. It's Christ the center. Some of you have been seeking out friendships and relationships and places, and Christ is not no part of that. And you're wondering why they're failing. Man, what we want to do is this. We want to be in tune with him, and we want him to be the center of it all. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says it this way. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Man, so that's like, man, like, like you have my back. I have your back. But he's the center of it all. He is the one in the center of all of these things. And I, I, was, I was talking to someone this, this past Wednesday night. And, and it was amazing. Again, they were talking about what they've experienced in this church. You know, they've been here now for, I guess, close to a year. And was just sharing their heart with me of what they've seen. And, and they related it to Ecclesiastes 4.12. I never heard that and thought about this in this light of this church. But they were just speaking. They just say, I just want to share with you, Pastor, what this church has meant to, to, meant to me personally. And they said there are three things, like that three-stranded cord. They said, again, they knew the context of what was being spoken there. They said, but I see the three-stranded cord in this church. And they said, man, we have a cord here in this house of worship, spirit, and love. It comes together and is woven. He said, I've been in churches where it's had one or two. I've never been in a place where it's had all three. Amen. And listen, I'm, please understand, this is not what you're bragging. No, no, no. God has been faithful Amen. to us. And he is so good. And I was thinking about it. Man, you know what the love is? It's him. And man, we just want to wrap our worship around him. We want to wrap our the, the love, the, the everything that we have. We want to wrap all of those things around him and who he is. I'm going to ask you to do this in close. I'm going to ask you, would you stand with me? And as you stand right now, again, the most important relationship, and this is, this is so, so needed right now. Please, every person, please hear me. You at home, pause and just reflect right now. Answer this question honestly. Is he the center of your life? Is Christ the center of your life? Is he the first relationship? Is he the most important one? Until he is, I just believe this, no other relationship will be what it could be. It will never be all that it could be until this relationship is right. So again today, if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, if you haven't given everything over to him, I love this. We see this in Corinthians, that God is faithful. He's faithful by whom we were called into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. Listen, we were called into fellowship. Again, that koinonia, that word, that exchange. And I'm like right now, some of us are like, man, I don't have anything to offer. I have nothing to exchange. You know what he wants us to do? Give him our sin. 
Give him my failures. Give him my faults. Give him my works. Give him everything that we have. Give over to him for the exchange of security in him and relationship with him and eternity with him. Listen, the great exchange. So right now, just you, just at home and in this room, just bow your heads if you can, if you're physically able to do so. Just close your eyes. And let's get this relationship right. Let's get this one right. Again, the faith groups won't work. We won't be able to meet the need this within you if this one's not right. We'll never be able to. We're going to be able to build on that and add to it and grow with you. But if this one doesn't work, this one's not in place. And so I just want to ask you this this morning. Heads about eyes are closed. I'm talking about not just I prayed this prayer sometime long ago, Pastor. But no, I want to ask you, please be honest right now. Is Jesus the first relationship in your life right now? Is he priority number one? Is he center point? Is everything else wrapping around him? Right now, if it's not, I'm going to ask you just to do this right now. Just where you're standing. Just raise your hand up. How is your heaven as you could get it? <clears throat> I see that. God bless you. Who else? Raise it up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Come on. That's just the church coming together, man. Encouraging one another. Hold each other accountable in love right now. Praise God. Who else? Just say, man, it's not. It's okay. It's just not. He's not first. I want him to be center. Who else? Right where you're standing right now, just come to him right now and just say, God, Lord, I surrender everything to you right now. God, I'm sorry. I, re- I, I don't want to change my mind, Lord. The way I've been thinking, what I've been doing, other relationships that I've put first, God. Lord, I want to put you first. Above all, I want that relationship, number one. Oh, man, and the exchange is this for you today that Jesus came from heaven and earth and gave his life on a cross for you. He took all that sin. He took all that shame. And he gives us his grace. He gives us his love. So just right now, he's not the center. Right now, say, God, I want you center of my life. I want you above everything else. I want everything else to be wrapped around you, Lord. You hold it all together, Lord. Lord, you hold it all together, God. Right now, I give it over to you, Father. Right now. I surrender it all to you, Jesus. I surrender it all to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Heads are bowed. Eyes are still closed. I, I want to speak this while we're still in this moment because this is how I, I, I feel so serious about this message today. I believe God wants to share it right now in this serious moment of solitude. It's right now that we're, we're in tune with Him. All distractions set aside. Listen, I want to ask you to do this. If you haven't got into the Church Center app yet, listen, I I want you to be intentional today about pulling that up, finding you a group, getting in and being intentional and building these relationships in your life. You desperately need them. I desperately need them. So be intentional on that. And just so, listen, so if you haven't done that yet, you can be in more than one. There's no, no limit on this. You can be, be in multiple groups, whatever. But just find, find at least one that you can get around you can be with. I want you to be intentional in that area. Man, I just want to start, again, be intentional in that area. And as we close out right now, I want to do this as a family, as a body, as, as, a, as a group of, of, of believers that are gathered now in this room. Because all those who have not made him center declared today that they wanted him to be. And now he should they center first in their life. Listen, everything else is gone. Don't let an enemy tell you anything different today. If you put God first, that's where he is right now. 
If you surrendered your life to him today, you're in relationship with him right now. So don't let anybody else tell you anything else right now. If you're serious about that, you've put your faith today in Christ, in the gospel, and in what Jesus did for you, you're as saved as I am. <laughs> and you have today something to give away to someone else. Your experience. Now I want us to do it this way right now. I want us to practice what's going to happen in faith groups right now. I just want us to practice this. Yeah, just turn to somebody in here right now. Just actually just turn around and look at them. So it means you got to open your eyes and raise your head and just look around. <laughs> just look at them, man. And I just want us to get used to, to being together, seeing one another. And I want you to do this. Just say, is there something I can pray with you about? Is there something I can pray with you about? And this is what I want you to do. Now listen, this is not to, to like, kind of like get you to not answer honestly. But I really feel like today the altar is a place we're called to gather for prayer. I just, sometimes we do it in our seats. Sometimes we do it places. I don't know. I feel the altar today. God's drawing us to this place. So if you have a prayer need in your life right now, some of you are already praying, that's okay. I don't want to interrupt you. But if the person you're asking and they have a need, just say, I'm going to walk with you. Walk together. Let's just come and gather. Worship team, minister in this last song. We'll close out in just a moment. Man, yeah, God bless you. Keep coming. Yeah, praise God. Who else? If you have a need of any kind, bring it to the altar today. Let's bring it to Him. Let's pray with one another. Let's pray for each other today. And man, let's just today, man, let this begin to happen. Unfold today all that God has. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or would like to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.